This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This is Behind the Rose, where Bachelor Nation meets country music and everything in between. Here's your host, Blake Horseman. Hello and welcome to Behind the Rose. I'm Eddie, the producer. I never get to talk, but this week I get to do the intro because Blake and Eric are stuck in the Dallas airport, still trying to get home from Austin uh, from Blake's DJ gig over the weekend. So fingers crossed, prayers up that they get safely back to Denver. This week, it's country group Restless Road. You may remember them from season three of The X Factor, where they finished fourth, and more importantly, met fellow contestant Kane Brown. They've written songs for Granger Smith and Rascal Flatts, and they are the first artists signed to Kane Brown's new record label, 1021 Entertainment. Their new song, Took One Look at Her Mama, is available now wherever you get your music. I took one look at her mama. Oh, and they're funny guys. Listen all the way to the end for the trick they played on Blake and Eric. Here's Zach, Garrett, and Colton, Restless Road, Behind the Rose. Thanks for joining us, guys. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having us, man. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's been a minute. Last time we I saw you all together was Jersey. Uh, it was Atlantic Jersey. City. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, February. Atlantic yep. City. One of the craziest nights of my life. I think I, I was in an alternate universe that night. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good we're time. Not, you know, we're not we're from small towns and stuff in the country. We're not used to, to the, the club scene in, in Atlantic City was like, I mean, <laughs> for us at least, it was like a, just a, another another realm. That was fun. Yeah. No, because we met you guys backstage at Kane Brown right before. Before um, I went and played at Borgata in, in Atlantic City, and uh, yeah, you guys came out to the show afterwards, and that was fun. Yeah. It was. It was we were awesome. tossing roses. There was roses. Yeah, we just tossed out the roses. Just a day, a day in the life of Blake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a good time. And then actually, when were we out there recently with Silver? And uh... Uh, we were in Nashville. We ran into Zach. Right? Yeah, in Barcelona. Yeah, Barcelona. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah, I was actually there too, and I, I was oh, at you? the table, and I didn't I didn't get to see you. I think you were walking out, and you had seen uh, Zach, and then I, I missed you. Both. It's funny because I feel like you guys were just hitting like, God, you guys are about to just get crazy. Like you were touring with Kane, basically, yep. and then fucking COVID, man. Fucking quarantine hit. Yeah, it's like, it's like both you and Blake almost have this most identical stories because you guys dropped your EP at the end of February, if I remember yep. last yep. year. When we when we met you, that was the opening night of the Kane tour. Night. Right, Blake's first night DJing, like in yeah. like and he earned a residency off of that. Mm-hmm. And then oh. fucking two weeks later, COVID hits. Wait, yeah, so man. the first night that when we were there, that was your first night doing that. That was like my first night ever at a, like a Giants premiere Borgata wow. club. That's like that. sick. Yeah. Okay, cool. We earned a residency off of that. Wow. It's like, Dope. but then yeah, then both your guys' stories just stopped. Yeah. You guys have been in the game a little longer than me. Like I said, I just kind of, you guys have been <laughs> fighting to the top for a while though, which is pretty awesome. Man. Yeah. Well, and you know, we've been a band now for eight years and you kind of learn over those eight years, this kind of how it goes. You know, there's always setbacks and I, I mean, we'll get past this for sure and things will get back mm-hmm. to be kicking. But you know what, no matter what happens, even 10, 20 years from now, there'll be more setbacks too. You just got to yeah. kind of, you got to roll with it, baby. You got to. 
You got to keep Amen, going, man. And that's the exact mind frame to have because yeah. it, otherwise, if you start getting down on yourself and like this is never going to, this is never going to happen, mm-hmm. it won't happen. So you guys have a right mind frame for sure. Uh, but I want to get into that. So I knew you guys because my sister knew you guys through like you know TikTok and all, and your new music. She was like freaked out when you guys walked into Borgata <laughs> down in Atlantic City. Oh, it was awesome. pretty funny to see. Yeah, yeah. But um, I didn't realize you guys had been a, a band for so long, and that basically mm-hmm. it started. I mean, Zach and Colton, you guys are on X Factor right. together, right. correct? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah, Colton and I, we had just just graduated high school, and uh, we were, you know, bright eyed and bushy tailed, you know, eighteen year olds. We had this big, the big country music dream, and we we got on the show. And uh, after a few rounds on the show, you know, we we uh, started the band together, and uh, actually Kane was a part of that show too, and uh, that's where we met him. And uh, he went on about a year later to become Kane Brown was on top of the charts. And, uh, you know, we just kept on our own path. Uh, And then years down the road, we were able to uh, reconnect with Kane and uh, just really bring things back in a really cool, big way. And y'all y'all got to see the the, the beginnings of that uh last year it was so cool yeah to see it was like your first yeah on stage with kane and everything that was super cool to see uh so what was what was that x factor like like how did you guys did you just apply or did you audition like how did that work out yeah i mean it was just like i I feel like any other show was you you sent in videos or you went and auditioned had to make it through however many producers and then uh then once you made it on the show then, I mean, kind of what you seen was, I mean, how it was, like what most people seen. So mm-hmm. uh, This guy brought his whole town to the yeah, audition with him on, on a school Hell bus. Hell yeah, that's there how you 70. do it. I brought a 70. Bus, I, brought a, I brought a big bus. We rented out a bus and brought him to New York. <laughs> and, yeah, it was wild. But, I mean, that was where uh, where Zach and I started the band, and, and we went on to to come in fourth place and, and that's yeah. just kind of where the whole journey journey started but it's funny now looking back at it it was like that was just such a very very small portion of this band's like where we're at today mm-hmm. like it's it was just it, honestly it just feels like a little blip at almost at that point in time because we've done so much since then yeah um so yeah but i mean you all got to start somewhere, so. Yeah, amen. And then, and then Garrett, you, you, you were on American Idol, is that right? Yeah, so around that same time, I had tried out for that show, didn't make it very far, and I kind of came home, and I was doing, like, Vine and YouTube and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, and it was actually hilarious. I was finishing up high school. I was, like, had a few months left in my senior year, and I had seen these guys, like, on TV and stuff, so they had DM'd me, like, one night, I think it was, like, 1230. I was doing oh, math wow. homework, and I got a DM from Restless Road, and it was like, hey, man, like, you, you, would you call us and, like, hang out? And I'm freak, freaking out. I'm like, wow, this is, like, <laughs> these guys. Like, I've seen them everywhere. Like, this is crazy. And we ended up talking and uh, getting to know each other over a phone call, and they we're like, you know, what are you wanting to do with music? Like, we like your covers and yada, yada. So I ended up flying out um, the next morning with my dad because I was still 17 at the time. Met these guys and uh, spent about a week with them. And then, you know, a week later they called me and they were like, hey, when can you move in with us? Think, you're, think we want you to be in the band. And then uh, I kind of just left school and started pursuing the Restless Road. So that's, And I've been in it since so about cool. 2015. Yeah, six years. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a, that's a pretty cool, like, meet you, if you will. You know, like, you slid into the DMs, man. You guys belly flopped in the DMs. Yeah, he hit me. You know, it was Zach, actually, on the account. I think he hit me with a you up, and, uh, you know, that was very <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's pretty great. So, yeah. have you guys all, like, obviously, I mean, you started so young. Like, music, basically been your whole life, right? That's Is this something you guys have always wanted to do? Uh, yeah, I mean, I know, like, I started coming to Nashville in 2009, and I was always told, like, hey, this is a 10-year town, and uh, 
most people don't start really like breaking onto the scene. And it was funny when we really, when we signed with Kane and did all that, that was 2019 was when all this started happening. So it was 10 years when all this started coming up. So, I mean, yeah, I I think this is something that, I mean, at least for me that I've always wanted to do. I've, I've had that dream since like early as a kid, but I mean, I really didn't start getting into it until high school, really probably. Yeah. And for me, I, I, I was always doing like musicals and like plays and things as a kid. So I was always like, you know, that kind of born entertainer kind of energy. I'm just picturing I'm, you like wearing tights for yeah, some Peter reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like I did all this stuff as a young kid. He, he does all his own stunts, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I do all my own stunts. I'm trying to, you know, trying to do pull a Tom Cruise and everything. But no, yeah, I mean, from an early age, I always sang and stuff. And I remember I was like 12 years old and my dad, he always wanted to be a rock star. Um, but he, he always says he had no like musical ability, but he brought home a guitar when I was like 12 and I really like admired that. And so I kind of picked it up and started playing so it's always kind of been in my life and i started taking it more serious around the time i joined the band i mean for me man i I didn't ever think about it until i was about 16 Uh, and i just kind of realized that i was really bad at sports and uh, i didn't know i didn't know how else i didn't know how else i was going to get a girlfriend if i didn't figure something out fast and uh, i actually saw you know one of your your guests on the show scotty mccurry was on american idol at the time and uh I just saw him killing it and we were similar in age and I just kind of started singing everything he was singing. I got really, really into it. And, uh, I ended up, you know, asking this girl out after school. I went to her locker and I was just like, baby, lock the door and turn the lights. And it, the rest was history, man. I never looked back. <laughs> that would back. get me, man. I that mean, just got me a little <laughs> hot bothered. I'll I've, tell been, you what. I've been singing ever since. My palms just got sweaty. I'm surprised Blake still has his shirt on. Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> You get my rose. You get my rose. That's pretty cool. God, I wish my, I like, I'll forever be angry at my parents. I was like, like, put me a football in my hand. I wish you would have put a guitar in my hand, you know, because I feel like I was born to do that. And I fucking, I played sports, you know, and it was like, ugh. I wish I could go back, you know? Well, dude, we'll, we'll definitely, like, when we hang next, we'll, we'll like, get the, the guitar out. Maybe we'll do a little write. We can get a little little song going. Do you write yeah, songs at all? We need to write a song together. Oh, he did write a I'm song, sure, I actually. feel like you've got, you feel like you've definitely got the stories and the life experience. Yeah, like, we I, could get that, some that, really I, cool I, songs I, out of you. We can I, write. Dude, that'd be a blast. Listen, we can write the theme song, the new theme song <laughs> yeah. for Behind the Road. We should write a song. You can, you, go. It, you can put it in your DJ set. Like, we'll just write, I was like, gonna say. The, <laughs> biggest, the biggest just, like, slapper of 2021. Like, You're listening to yeah. Behind the Rose. Dude, we've got to do, Guys, like, I'm going to hold you to this. <laughs> oh, we, we, we're we going will. to. Like, we will. We're going we're gonna to need to come up to Colorado, dude. We need to meet up You guys need to make a trip out here yeah. for sure, man. Yeah. I've never um, been there, actually. I don't know if y'all oh, wow, really. Bro. No, I haven't. Well, you yeah, have been there, dude. You went to the... the. That's where you got detained by the police at the Denver airport. Oh, that's right. Actually, I have been... Oh my god! Story time. Story okay, time. Well, okay, I will tell you this. If this you was, go back five years on the TSA's Instagram, I, you can no, find actually, a little. little have, you really can find so it. I have, a, I have a picture that I have, and I'll send it to you guys. I'll send it in a group text, and you'll see it. Yeah. But basically, what happened was. A couple years ago, we were like playing this show in New York for this like uh, country music hall of fame thing uh, event, and we were flying from Colorado, so we had stopped through. I totally forgot about this, and so we were on this tour for a couple months with like these YouTube acts, whatever. It was back in like 2015, and um, I had went home. Um, you go through security, basically. Yeah, well, no, I had went home just to preface this, and my dad was getting a new uh, truck. 
and he had had this like six inch like smith and wesson like double-sided dagger in his truck and he was about to get a new truck and he goes hey i found this in my truck for some reason do you want this and i was like yeah cool it seems really awesome so i put it in my backpack like not thinking about it well i took this backpack on the on the road and we hadn't flown in probably three four five months and i guess somehow it had just gone to the very bottom so i'm going through security put my backpack on and the thing just lights up and it's like oh, wah, wah, wah. and uh, they get on the intercom they're like uh whoever has the black ogo backpack please step forward and i'm like oh it's mine i get swarmed by like all these tsa agents and like three cops they pull me into this room like they have me by the arm and they're looking at me like what did you do and i'm like i don't know they pull me in the room and the guy goes this police officer looks at me and he goes all right son he's like i'm gonna give you one chance to tell me what's in here and I was like, I have no idea. I'm like, I have no clue. And he's like, all right, you sure? I said, all right. He reaches down in there, and it's like under all my clothes, under all my oh. belongings. He just pulls this thing out. It's like a sword. I mean, it's like this <laughs> big. And he looks at me, and he's like, he's like, you're screwed, buddy. And then he goes, and I finally oh. got out of it because they ran my background and were like, you haven't done anything yeah, bad. And clean. I was like, yeah. my dad gave me this months ago. I didn't know it was in here. I swear I wasn't trying to do anything with it. And they let me go. But it's actually on the TSA Instagram. Yeah. We I went back. They're, like, they're like, this kid thought he could get away with this. <laughs> It's a picture of my ID. It's my picture of my ID from Alabama and this giant like dagger, and it says like "Great pickup from the TSA in the Colorado airport." Oh my God, you got to send that to us. Oh, I'll send it. I I just saw it in my phone like two days ago, so I'll send it to y'all. That needs to be y'all's lanyards. (laughs) Oh my God! When you guys do a tour, yeah, I was almost a little felon, so it was like (laughs) Like next album cover, man. Yeah, (laughs) mode shot. That's pretty great. Uh, and I want to get into too, cause you just talked about, you guys were like traveling and stuff before with like, you know, doing different things with like YouTube and you know, all that vine, gosh, vine, that was the shit vine. back in the Oh day, dude, man. that was insane. I vine, man. I feel, I feel like before we get into that though, we should, we should get into Blake's songwriting ability. We missed, <laughs> we skipped over a big part of this. Oh yeah. Cause he, cause he did have a writing session with, with Wayne Newton, right? Was it oh, I did. You wrote. Wait, wait. How, how did that go? <laughs> um, I fucking you nailed actually, it. You know, you pull it out. You still have it, right? I Let's, still have. I don't know where it is. I have a picture of it somewhere. Yeah, man. I wrote it, it to Donka Shane. I wrote it to like the I don't know the beat of Donka Shane, and I wrote. It was like a love. It was on the show. I wrote like a love song to Becca on the oh, show. Oh wow. my. Yeah, we need. Oh. We need to. We need to hear this. I'll throw that in the. Uh, I'll throw that in the group chat. Yeah, we'll yeah. trade. I'll send you. I'll send you my arrest warrant, and then you send us the you, song. You send me yours. I'll send you. Mine. They always be doing that. There's always like one episode. It's like to write a song or like do a rap episode. Yeah, yeah. right. Uh, oh, yeah. And then I had to sing it, man. I can't. And then there's always like the, the there's like the the violence charged episode. Like early on, they do like you guys got to fight each other. Sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah, like the wrestling or the boxing episode. <laughs> we did full full contact football. Yeah. Like I broke my pinky. It's still effed up. And Dude, oh, yeah, there's, oh, geez. There's like, that one guy there's always the one guy that like is so aggressive like unnecessarily so and everybody's like this guy acts like he's in the nfl right now and then there's always there's always the one person who gets hurt and then they're like well it worked out i got more time with it and then all the other other guys are like i don't know if we really do watch this no you don't understand like we're actually like diehard fans like i i know personally we don't miss an episode i've literally i've not missed an episode since bachelor ben like that's when i got introduced to the show and i have watched it every single episode since like i have will not miss it i'm a huge fan hell yeah well we're gonna get into that then later we're gonna talk about this season hell yeah i just love that you guys are able to admit it some dudes just won't admit it i'll tell everybody and i'm proud to say it like i will go around and tell everybody i'm like you gotta anybody who says that they don't is probably yeah. lying they're liars. They're, they're liars it's quality <laughs> 
It's quality television. I'll tell you what. So I want to get into TikTok and all that fun stuff. We're going to do that right after this. All right, guys. So I, I have a TikTok, but I don't like, I'll be honest. I don't get on it or anything, but you guys, especially during quarantine, like that's where I've seen you guys. Cause obviously there's nothing else to do right now right. in COVID. So how do you guys like, did you guys just decide like, Hey, we're bored. Let's have some fun. And cause I mean, right now people are blowing up TikTok and then it's shooting. I right. mean, their music career is going out, you know, through the roof. Yeah. So well, how do you guys get into that? Yeah. TikTok ended up being a very, you know, serendipitous thing for us. We, uh, you know, we tour was just ending and basically we needed a, you know, figure out how to really keep engaging with all these people we just met and we just announced the band and, you know, things were so on fire and we needed to keep away, find a way to keep that going. So we started making TikToks and at first, man, nothing was working. Nothing. We probably posted a dozen videos. No one was watching. And then we were writing a song one day and in the middle of the, the real song we were writing, we all took a break. And we wrote this funny drinking song and we ended up calling it the beer song. And I was like, why don't we just, you know, buy, buy a case of beer? go film this tonight. And, and we put it up on TikTok and then the next day it's got a million views and that like kickstarted everything. And we just started getting a ton of followers and we started recreating uh, that kind of that kind of video. We made all these parody songs. We redneck Harry Potter, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like eight or I nine million. We did a lot. And, and what people don't understand is it's a lot of work. Like those videos aren't oh, yeah. easy. Like the editing, the sla- all that, it's like a lot of work. I feel like we put more time into thinking <laughs> yeah, it's about the, thinking the TikTok about it. than yeah. it is like the filming doesn't take that long. It's like, because most TikToks, what, they're like a minute long. So, but I mean, it takes forever I to think say, of something that's great. Like the hardest we ever worked on a TikTok. I mean, we like I had like a storyboard. We had like a whole shoot day. <laughs> we like and it was all on this iPhone because in this video it did okay, but it didn't blow up. And I don't I don't think people realize how much work it did. We had a green screen. We had special effects. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, we basically we re- rewrote that song "Rockstar" by Nickelback. Uh, yeah, made it Crockstar. Crockstar. Yeah, we all just want to be big Crockstar, and it was just like you know, like romanticizing wearing Crocs and like how yeah. cool yeah. you will be. And it was epic. You should go watch it because yeah. honestly, yeah, like, I haven't we, seen that one. We we made like a literal Martin Scorsese film, yeah. and it just did not get the love it deserved. Yeah, Spiel, Spielberg. Like. Would That's be proud. the sad part. It's like the ones that you probably put the most time in <laughs> are the ones that don't blow up, and the ones that you just thought of on the flies. Like, and that's how it the started. The beer song. <laughs> like took two seconds like your song i remember that yeah i remember we started it all well we're super notorious around town you know when we go into rights like i feel like we're super goofy dudes and we like to joke around but yeah we were always in rights like taking breaks and we'll just start thinking of like funny stuff to say in the song like because it's like for some reason it's so much easier to write like funny lyrics than it is to write serious ones so we're always doing that anyway and that's kind of just like how that happened when we started rolling with these we're like well we do this anyway we might as well just like share this with our like fan yeah yeah so and they loved it obviously they loved it i agree you guys are a lot of fun to hang out with and everything and so when it comes to like restless road as a band like what kind of like music are you guys looking to make like what's your musical influence when it comes to you guys as a band Uh, good question honestly i feel like that's what's really cool about being in a band is that we all have extremely different backgrounds and we we all grew up in different places and have a lot of different influences and that obviously plays a big role when you're going to write music and even when you're picking songs, when we get songs pitched to us and stuff like that, all those things play a big role. But I don't know, we, we talked a lot about this over the quarantine and just like who we are as a group and, and just honestly, I feel like we sat down and it was, it was really nice um, to have this time to really think about and be creative again because 
when you're when you're on the road and when you're so busy, there's not a whole lot of time for that. But we sat down and we talked a lot about this, and uh, we feel like the new music that we have coming out is Restless Road. It is 100% who we want to be, the style, the the harmonies, everything is there, exactly how we want to be presented moving forward. And it's taken a long time, but I feel like you'll you'll hear a lot of throwback in us. Oh, yeah. And I mean even throwback to like Eagles, like those kind of things. Like Because those are the kind of early on bands that really we loved. But then you'll also hear a lot of modern, modern stuff too coming from us. So it, it's just finding a way to take what Zach loves, what Garrett loves, and what I love, and just trying to mix all those things together. And I, I don't know, I, I really couldn't say we particularly have certain people like that make us up. We do, but there's because there's so many of them, mm-hmm. it, it's just trying to find what is that happy medium for all of us that, mm-hmm. that, that you can see all that. Yeah, I mean, one thing I think that we put extra emphasis on it is, is just our harmonies and then also the fact that we have three guys who can sing so we we all sing on our songs and we'll each have a moment and that's something that i think is really unique and different and that's really kind of been one of the driving forces behind being in this band and 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 sticking with it as long as we have because we just always felt like there was something really different about that and uh and just also like colton said we do have these different backgrounds so when we come to write songs too we just have you know we have a lot of different things to draw from and when we're writing we want our songs to be relatable and authentic to us but at the same time i think and this is like why we love the bachelor too because it's like that escapism and i think Mm. i think too that's that's something that we enjoy like when we want someone to listen to our music or watch our tiktoks or come to our show like it's about that person escaping having fun going through all the emotions happy sad laughter you know whatever and uh, we just want to be a part of that for people and uh and that's really what we're excited about you know when, when we can get back to doing shows is just kind of going on, on that journey with people. And you can kind of see through the phone screen these days that people, you know, on TikTok, they're listening to our song and you kind of feel like we're a part of their life or in some way. Absolutely. And that's what's so cool to see. And we've been doing that through a screen now for a while, but it's going to be really cool when we get that chance to, to do it again in person. Being on the road, it's hard to write. It's hard to get creative when you're on the road. You're working constantly. You're tired. You're exhausted. So it's gonna be really cool to see some of the new music coming out from from quarantine, you know, and everything. And when you got, you talked a little bit about your writing process. What is that like for you guys? You guys literally sit down in a room and you just, or do you have like people helping? Like, how does that work for you guys? Yeah, it, it really depends. I mean, you can. I mean, inspiration can come from everywhere, and especially like your setup with a write. I mean, sometimes you know it'll just be us three with an acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it could be like a, a producer, someone who makes tracks. It could be us, a producer and another co-writer. It just really depends. I mean, we got um, that circle of people around town yeah. now that we've met that we feel like we always get good stuff with them and they understand us and what we do and know how to push us. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, a lot of the times we'll, we'll try to stockpile ideas, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, and, and Garrett and I live together and Colton's, you know, just down the road. So it's like, if we have an idea or anything, we can always just get it started. And then we kind of think about, Hey, who would this be great to, to write with? And we think about all the people we work with and, and to find a way to get it done. And, and I feel like to play off of that in betwixt everything that's like going on, like as an artist, you have to, you have to find those people that make the most sense for you because, your time is super valuable and you, when you go to sit down, like you want to be able to write the best songs and write them every time. And even though that doesn't happen every time, if you find those people, it makes it a lot easier to, I mean, because in particular we have a a couple of people that we just, 
the new song that we have coming out, there's been one guy on that that's been a part of several songs that that are great for us. And it's just, it's finding those people that you work really well with because those are ultimately um, what make your career. I mean, if you look at, just pull up anybody who's had a super successful career, and I would say there's probably a handful of guys that have been on almost every song for them. So Yeah, I think it's like who you vibe with, right? It's like who, yeah. you, who pushes you, which I, li- I like you right. said that because out of your comfort zone a little bit you're more creative and everything but yeah just who you vibe with right and i'll tell you this too like a big part of songwriting is someone told me this i'm gonna i'm gonna name drop but this has really affected me uh as far as writing songs go so when colton and i were on x factor this was 2013 we got a chance to go hang out with ed sheeran and this was it was like the same night that he got like nominated for like all these grammys and we were just sitting around a campfire and we asked Ed about all these, how he writes all his songs. And he, he told me something and I've always remembered it. And it's how I always go about trying to think of new ideas. He said, you have to think of your songwriting brain as like a, a fixer upper house. And when you first start and you walk into the kitchen and you, you turn on the faucet, it's going to come out dark and muddy and, you know, it's a fixer upper. So you got you to gotta leave that water running. You got to do the repairs and just over time that water will come out clear. And uh, so I always think about that when I'm writing songs. I'm like, I got to turn my faucet on. And like, I, you just got to leave your mind like open <laughs> yeah. and you got to let all the ideas just, just come. That's and that's cool like, to look at it. like, it could be TV. We, I mean, we've gotten ideas off of watching The Bachelor. We, oh, people so will many. say something so like, that's, like that's a song or, <laughs> or, or just in conversation with people like the song that we're, uh, you know, that we just put out that uh, took one look at her mama. Like, that's a song that that started from a conversation with Garrett's dad that we were all we were having one day and it just, you know, it sparked this, this whole idea. So you just got to leave your faucet running. That's awesome that you kind of like chill at Ed Sheeran, like peak Ed Sheeran, you know, like that's one of the I best know. songwriters of all time. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. So I do want to get into some of your new music and everything. And I want to also talk about each of you obviously had your own big breaks, but like you guys as a band, like what your big break was. So we're going to do that next. So guys, walk me through what it was like when Kane basically, I mean, Kane was the one who reached out to you guys. You're signed to his label and everything. What was that like? Like, what was that feeling where you're like, yes, finally, like this is going to be explode kind of kind of feeling? Colton was actually the one that got reached out to first. I guess he would be able to tell it the best. Yeah, so um, Kane reached out to me in May of 2019. At the time, we were working restaurant and uh, bar, and I was in mm-hmm. construction, and we were just trying to really just – make ends meet and and doing anything we could but I mean music was still the dream and it was it was still what we wanted to do and uh I'd posted a cover of Good As You and uh Kane happened to see it and he sent me a text and told me hey uh I am uh wanting to start this joint venture with Sony and wanting to sign an artist and have them come out on the road with us and uh so I came in and and we met and I said the band wrestle I want to get the band back together I want to I want to do this thing as a band and even it's funny I feel like even though this was such a big opportunity for us in music you're always such a skeptic like uh about because there's so many moments that or when you think back on them is like oh this I, I remember in this moment I got this opportunity and sometimes those opportunities would turn into something amazing and then sometimes they just fall through, and that's just the music business. That's just industry, period. Anything in entertainment, it can it can happen like that. And yeah. um, so, I mean, even when we got this, it was like this excitement. But I, I think one thing, and and I'm going to brag on Joey and Martha, um, 
we've had a lot of management in the past and, and those kind of things, but one thing that they were awesome about was just having like this vision and being able to lay everything out in front of us of this is what we're going to do on this day and this is what we're going to have done by this. And they were always exceeding those and going above and beyond. So it didn't take long for us to realize like, oh shit, like this is like, this is like an actual thing. Like this is really (laughs) happening. And I mean, it just went so fast for us. I mean, we were talking, that was, that was in May. By November, we were in the studio cutting with Dan Huff, our first EP. In January, we played our first show together, which was sold out Staples Center. So in like six months, we went from working. Actually, Zach, a couple weeks before the Staples Center show, he was still working his job at the bar and quit that. And then two yeah. weeks later, we're playing out in front of a sold out Staples Center. But so it's one of those things that I feel like you don't honestly realize, and I, and I know Kane's told us this, it's like when you're in the moment and you're living it, you don't realize how fast something can change, and then you almost look back on it and you're just like, wow, did I just do that? And it, it's, and I think that there, we still have a long road ahead of us, but we're so excited. This, is, this has been a great year for us. Even with the pandemic and everything, we've been able to really buckle down on social media and grow our fan base. There was not a whole lot of people who had any idea who we were. And then now we turn around and we're over 700,000 followers on TikTok and have doubled our Instagram following. And it's just been like, that's been great because had we been on the road, I don't know if we would have had that much time to, to put into those kind of things. So when when things get back up and rolling, we're going to be in such a better spot than what we were even last year. And that's crazy for me to think because last year we were on cloud nine, like right. when all this was going. So mm-hmm. I think we're just really excited. Yeah, I remember Colton called me. There was like, you know, I, I we had we had kind of been in touch, but I was I was like working at this like burger place, and he called me in the middle of the day, and he's like, "Man, he's like I, you know, I'm in contact with Kane, and he's told me about this opportunity." And I remember like he said we were all working these like, just you know, pretty pretty normal jobs, and I remember he called me. He's like, "Kane and his management wants to meet with us like his restless road," and I remember thinking I was like. Oh my God! I hope that goes really good because I, I think that would be that would be so good. I was like calling Colton. I was like, "Please, please call me. Just call me back today. Please, please tell me this is real. I just, I just really hope this is a real please thing." Tell me this is real. Yeah, I was like, I was like, "You're kidding!" Like, no, there's no way. Like, but yeah, I mean, we met and it all you know, here we are. But yeah, that was insane. Dude, I totally get that when you guys are talking about how, like, it sort of happened fast, but also, like you said, 10 years. You guys have been together. I mean, you guys have been playing music for God knows how long, and that one big break, and it takes forever. So we, we, most artists that we've, we've interviewed is kind of the same way. It, like, just takes Kane seeing your song, you know, Kane seeing your cover, and that's all it takes, and all of a sudden, exponentially, you grow faster. So, right. And I also think it's great that you touched on the fact that you guys have been able to grow your audience through quarantine all over, you know, social media and everything. Because I think a lot of people aren't doing that. Like, I think a lot of people don't understand that aspect of social media now, you know, a lot, especially in country music. And I think you guys have really like embraced that. And I think it's like you said, I think you guys are gonna be bigger than you were before, especially now that you're on the pod, you know, this pod is going to, you guys are going to blow up. Right, you know, dude. Honestly, yeah, right? out of all the cool stuff we've gotten to do. Over Bachelor the Nation, year, what up? This is, this is the best. Like, honestly, this is a dream. Yeah, no, this, <laughs> well, at some point you guys are going to have to be performing on the show. Oh for man, we will, yes. we will do it. We, that, that's another huge, like, you know, checklist item that it we want to do. It is on the, the whiteboard of, of go, the vision board. Yeah. You guys are definitely target audience for sure. So I'm sure they will honestly reach out to 
you at some point for sure. I would so. love to see the behind the scenes. Like I would actually love to see like what the set is like and like meet everybody. I like, swear, like Chris Harrison these days, it's just funny because now when he walks in that room to like give his signature lines, he don't he is before he even says anything, you just look at his face and he is saying so much. <laughs> Before he yeah, says he anything, knows what's up. it's just good. it's like it's just like you know his like the classic line. You know the thing we always laugh out now because it's like it's like clockwork every time he's like, "Ladies, if you do not receive a rose, please take a moment <laughs> and say your goodbyes." <laughs> and like we wait for it every every episode. Like we sit there and I look at Zach and he walks in and he's just like got that look on his face and I know it and we're like, "My favorite's when it goes to commercial break and it's like coming up." Yeah, <laughs> next <laughs> week coming on up. the Bachelor. <laughs> well, that was pretty good actually. <laughs> 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 Oh, um, I think we had was it Scotty McCurry we had on and he performed and he was talking about how him and Chris they, he pulled out just a handle of whiskey and him and Chris were just yep. throwing back whiskey oh, oh my god that's, yeah. that's it's, it's, it's really hard to hear about someone else living your dream right. yeah. it's, that's hard. Yeah, yeah. well I remember like when we first got together like with Martha and all of them they were just asking us like what are what are some a- like aspirations and dreams y'all have and I think that they were expecting like all these crazy things. These were day one conversations. Yeah, we want to win a Grammy. We want to do all this stuff. It was like we want to be on the Bachelor. They were like, we want to play as the musical guest on the Bachelor or Bachelorette, and they were like, that, that's what you want to do. And we're like, yes, like yep. dead serious. That is one of the biggest like accomplishments we can think of. What we do. That is so great, man. And actually, right before we did that Staples Center show with Kane, the the last person to talk to me before I, I got on the stage was uh, Colton Underwood. Yeah. And he was there, and I was like, bro, I'm <laughs> oh, yeah, so... That's right. So funny, funny story yeah. about this. Yeah. Another thing, you'll, Blake, I'll have to send you a oh, picture yeah. in the group text. Yeah. We were supposed to be at that show. Yeah, but Blake I, got uh, Blake got sucker punched by a nice gentleman in New York. You oh. got sucker punched, dude! I got broke his orbital out. bone. Yeah, broke my orbital bone. <laughs> so we didn't make the concert. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, bro, that's pretty <laughs> hard though. That's pretty dude, hard. That's sick. Yeah, I was I was pretty fucked up. I'm like, I'll show you guys a picture. <laughs> oh, oh, like, our group chat is gonna be lit. Right? Our group chat is gonna be lit. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! Yeah, so we need a group chat. Well, it's too bad you didn't know us. Like you could have called us for backup. Like we would have been we would have been jetting down there. Wait, like, hold up. Did you, so you didn't know this? Guy? Like you just ran. No, no, no. I was I was in New York for New Year's, man. It was New Year's, and I was like 4 a.m. I was walking out of a club. I was with friends, and this guy he punched like four people in a row. He punched this guy on a skateboard, and I looked at him, and then he just socked me in the face. Then he punched a girl behind me, like, oh. and then everybody jumped on him. Yeah, it was crazy, and I was like, it was you, just bizarre. Was like, you were just like a you were just like a victim of circumstance. Like you were just minding your own business, and the guy just you just get a, a knuckle sandwich right to the orbit. Dude, I had I had two fucking tacos in my hand, but I didn't drop a taco. <laughs> Dude, the question is, did you drop? Yeah, please Did tell me they survived. No, no I still had them. Lift, because if I was nothing eating else, a bloody taco, man. I was just eat. Oh, Jesus talk about bad timing, dude. Yeah, dude, it was brutal. It was, Dang. but yeah, that's why we weren't at that show. Um, but yeah, that would have been fun. That's funny. You guys saw Colton though. I forgot he was at that. Yeah, yeah. That's right. dude, that guy yeah, sounds but, like the hashlinging slasher from like SpongeBob or something. Like, next thing mystical <laughs> creature, you're like he's out here punching people I, in the I, face. I, I, next thing you know, people with be, tacos in their hands. It's going to be that guy and and and. Jake Paul or Logan Paul fighting next. You're going to all. You're going to see him be like, hey, "Wait, isn't that the guy that yeah, sucker wait, punched that? me?" <laughs> Jake Paul fucking sucker punched me. Oh my gosh, dude! Do you have any aspirations to be a boxer? Like with all this boxing stuff I'm going on now, would, would that be something boxing. you'd ever try? Hey, that's not a bad idea. Like 
to get some Bachelor Nation people like fighting yeah. each other, squashing yeah. beef, like that's kind of hard. That's Blake versus Nick Vial. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> there are like charity boxing matches actually out there for oh like my Bachelor gosh. people. Yeah, like Chad did one one time. Oh and- my Ooh. god! Well, yeah, that makes sense. Listen, if you ever do it, we'll be the guys that walk behind you that just look really we'll cool. Have robes. Yeah. Like, we'll have robes. We'll have <laughs> start singing. We're like, we're like, Blake's gonna kill this. Like, we're just rock, like, like instead of being like a cool rapper, like some like really hard yeah. thing, we're like, we're like, Blake is the man. He's gonna win you. Like, just we'll just write a jingle or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm in. I'll let you guys know. I'll let you guys know. We'll set that up for sure. But I do want to talk about your guys' song, your new song, and kind of what you guys coming up. So your new song took one look at her mama. What what, what is the song about and everything? Well, it was like it's actually a funny story. So my my dad is like one of my best friends and and he always has like the great, you know, dad wisdom that, you know, they all have. But it was uh it was a couple years ago we had just played uh CMA Fest and we were all out at our old apartment in the pool and uh, I had this friend and uh, he was dating this girl, and he and we were all sitting around, and he was like, you know, I uh, I, I really like this girl, and I think I want to, like, get married to her and stuff. And and uh, he knew my dad pretty good, and he said, Mr. Scott, like, how do I know, like, she's going to be the one forever? And my dad looked at him, and he was like, well, he's like, I'll, I'll tell you this. He said, if you want some sort of window into what life would be like with a girl, he said, all you got to do is take one look at her mama. <laughs> and we were like, whoa, what do you mean? And he's like, you know, that will tell you pretty much everything you need to know about what that girl will Literally be like. on the spot we went, I took one look Get at her mama. mama. <laughs> and that was it. And we just like held on to that one line for for honestly like three, three or four years. Yeah. And wow. then like wow. earlier this summer during, you know, the pandemic, we were like, we went to go write a song. We, we didn't have any ideas. And it just like crossed our mind. We're like, dude, do you remember that thing? Like with your dad and like, I took one look at her mama and we're like, dude, let's write that. And we, we did. And, uh, next thing you know, we were in the studio and cut it and we were just in love with the sound of it. And, uh, it just made us feel so good and it's just so fun and different. And yeah, so it's a fun song, we're so yeah. excited that we, we got to put that out. Everybody go check out, uh, took one look at her mama. I can't, I was going to sing it there, but I fucking, I'd run it. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but like, what else you guys got in the works, you know, as far as music and just, you know, tour, have you guys heard anything about like possibly getting back out yeah, there? Is there any light at the end of the tunnel here? Yeah. You, you know, uh, you know, Scuttlebutt has it that maybe we will get out soon, but I, I don't know. You know, it's just I, one of those things with the pandemic. It's just hard to tell. I mean, you know, you guys I mean, know fingers everything. crossed, you know, I'd say the second half of this year. Um, but you know, we, we kind yeah. of are still in that waiting game, but we are, uh, you know, we, we stay ready, so we never have to get ready. There you know you what I'm saying? You, you know go. what I'm saying? <laughs> I like that. Uh, and so, yeah, we're, 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 uh, we've had literally hundreds of songs. Yeah. Um, like, so we're, we just put out, uh, took one look at our mama. We're, we're pumped to roll with that one. We're definitely going to be, you know, having more stu- uh, music come out this year. Uh, and, uh, just, I don't know. Yeah. Just, just capitalizing on any, any and every opportunity that we can. Yeah. Uh, that's what, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. I'm excited to see what you guys got out there because uh, you guys are good dudes and everything. And you guys are all in Nashville, right? Yeah, you guys yeah. are all in Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we all we're gonna to come it. out to Nashville at some point, whether it be March, April, and we're gonna we're gonna definitely grab some drinks and stuff. Let's, so let's go. Do it. That, yes, that summer that. bang. And write, you know, and write that song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna yeah. write that summer bang for sure. Um, no, but I, I'm excited to see what you guys are out. So where can people like find you? I want to get into Bachelor Talk too, but before we do that, yeah. where can oh. everybody find you and everything? And where can they listen to your new music, all that fun stuff? Cross, yeah, across all social media platforms. I mean, just okay. Restless Road. You can search Restless Road, and uh, and 
And same thing, Amazon, Pandora, Spotify, Apple, Apple, like all of it, everything. We're YouTube. We got a YouTube, YouTube channel. We got vlogs. Yeah. We got. I mean, we got it all. We got vlogs. We got TikTok. Yeah, if you want to deep dive into the lives of of us, definitely check out those vlogs because they're. <laughs> you gotta you gotta give him like the promo, like the radio guy. You're like streaming now on uh, all platforms. Streaming now on all platforms. Restless Road. <laughs> <laughs> you can okay. find them on every major platform. <laughs> no, but for. Everybody go check them out, guys. Uh, they're going to be the next big thing, man. I can't wait to see what you guys got going. Because, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped, man. I, I feel like now I'm going to be I'm gonna be singing that took you. I can't, I'm not going to sing yeah, it again. You, but, yeah. and, and, you know, no, going, going back to the group chat, you just got to send us like a voice memo of you just like going for it. And yeah. we'll say Although, it. Oh, the full video, man. I'll have that green screen, the Martin Scorsese oh, yeah. thing. And <laughs> for sure, man. But uh, let's talk a little bit about Bachelor. Obviously, you guys are watching this season, man. How do you, how do you, what do you guys think of the season so far? Oh, man. This I, is crazy. My, I am not feeling like this is going to end well. I just gut feeling <laughs> and I don't know. And I like always, you know, I always question this, but you know, you know, there's editing at work and we know there's producers at work. And like at this point now, like everybody knows that we're all in on it. But yeah, yeah. what I feel like is like the, the group that we have of, of women, it it's either they, they accidentally got a really problematic group or they're just editing it to look that way. But mm -hmm. it seems like maybe one of the most, problematic drama groups like at every turn it's like there's someone new there's somebody new i mean we thought it was there's a new villain like, every we thought time. it was victoria that was going to be the issue and now now it's oh looking God. like no there's someone else and then after that there's going to be someone else and it's like mm -hmm. I, i'm just i'm losing what i'm wondering at this point is like is this actually the most dramatic season in bachelor <laughs> it's like every year it's like he says it every time and i'm like Every year, I think, yep, this tops it, and it, like they they up the ante every year, and I'm like, it just is insane how he said that, and it just they just find ways to make it more and more interesting. So I remember watching Pete's season, and I was like, damn, these girls are, are pretty mean to each other, and oh, that's yeah. each other. And then this season this comes, season, and I was like, yeah. damn, uh -huh. like this they're is, even this meaner. Is getting dramatic, yeah, man. yeah, man. It's uh, do you guys have any favorite favorite girls right now for Matt thus far? Uh, you like top two or three. I, I honestly, I had this weird feeling he's going to pick Rachel. Yeah, that's who I'm calling. Um, I'm calling who, that one. It's who I, I, I feel like to me when I think that's probably. You know why we think that? Because it, it just seems like, you know, I, I know this most recent episode, he took her on the shopping date where like you get like $10,000 worth of like clothing and stuff. And I, you just have to wonder, it's like, are they doing that? Because that's his oh. favorite? Like you don't know. No, it's no, like, that's just it? savage. That's the, that's the producers going, man, we're going to make these other girls other shovel girls so shit. Bad. We're going to make these other girls <laughs> shovel <laughs> shit. Wonder, and we're going to give this girl the most like pimped out date of her entire yeah, I life. Wonder, but, like, how do they and pick? it's just like two like, opposites. Are they asking Matt, like, who do you want to bring on the state or are they just like they're like this girl this is the girl we're gonna make do it because like how do they decide between you know like 15 right. 20 girls like who's gonna be the one to like stir up the the you know yeah the, the so that's that's a great question i can give a little behind the scenes so i remember talking to becca about that to asking like kind of the same thing and she said basically you're given the three dates ahead of time you know the three dates that are going to happen that week and then you kind of give them who you want obviously to be completely honest, they kind of get the final, like the production kind of gets the final word. Right. But I bet, like, I remember Becca saved, there was a date in Bahamas. She saved me for the last day because it was horseback riding. So like, that was something she wanted to do with me. So like, they get a little bit of say, but for the most part, honestly, production kind of is like, no, nah, sorry, you're taking this girl on this date yeah. because she's like, you remember when Anna, or uh, who was it? Um, 
Yeah, was it Annalise? She was like scared of bumper cars or oh, whatever. Yeah. So they're like, yep, she's going on the bumper <laughs> yeah, car date. How real was <laughs> yeah. that? Do you think was that? Do you, yeah. in your opinion, was that like a very real thing? Like I mean, she had a serious phobia of like, like bumper yeah. cars. I mean, I think it was played <laughs> up a little bit. It's not <laughs> the same thing as X Factor, but even on the X Factor, you kind of understand and realize that these producers, their their job is to kind of assess you and your personality and the situation and the circumstances and like they if they see an opportunity to make a story or or get a point across then they're gonna that's like their job to do it it, so it's just kind of like that's what's scary about those just go putting yourself out there and doing it in the first place anybody it takes takes some bravery for sure yeah yeah amen yeah i mean you guys i guess technically you guys kind of been in reality television before too so well dude i got my own like it's it's uh, i guess i'm gonna clear the air on this because it's been like what Eight years now, I got. I know exactly what you're about. I want to say I want to say I got screwed over on the X Factor, but it actually it actually did do do wonders for me. So there was an episode. We were like five episodes into the live shows, and I was the only guy out of the three that I didn't get my audition shown on on like I didn't get like an eight minute segment. So so I was kind of like the guy in the group that was more unknown at that point, and. So Demi Lovato was like ripping into me every week and she was like, you look awkward. You're, you're, you're awkward. Like, you know, you need to loosen up. And so that week the producers were like, all right, Zach, this, this week is all about you coming out of your show. And what they did was, is they made me go downtown Los Angeles and basically like, what do you call it? Just like panhandle. Was, I was like trying to get girls. Wait, yeah, girls they were, they were wait, what? Like, off the street. They were trying like just just cold approach, just cold approach. Walk up to random women and get their phone numbers. Like like go ahead, kid. We're filming calling? you. We're, <laughs> yeah, and they they acted like so. Uh, they acted like Colton was like the big ladies man. They yeah, were they like, had, you tell him how to do this, and like they made Zach go up to girls and be like, and no, I mean, can I have and, your phone and number? And they filmed it. They filmed it. They filmed it, and I was just getting rejected. Like I mean, obviously no one's. I was like, hey, do you have a minute? Do you have a minute to talk? Okay, can we talk? Yeah. And just getting rejected. Like a and, sales pitch. And I'm I'm 18. I mean, I grew up in Iowa. I had zero game. I had you know had no experience with women at this point. I was just just so scared. And well, then I was thinking. And then, then I was though? I was humiliated, thinking, oh, everyone's gonna see this. And after like an hour of trying, I got this girl's phone number. And then they showed my whole set, uh, you know, package on like the or not package. <laughs> they showed, you, yeah, they showed my package. <laughs> they showed, yeah, they, uh, I'm yeah. gonna have to go look that up. That's no, they, right. showed, <laughs> they showed the hey, whole. You, they showed the whole thing. Group chat. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they showed the the whole thing of me getting you know rejected and stuff. And that night, I got like twenty thousand followers like instantly. I I want to oh, say man. I became you know a standout. He, you know, he it, just from went. that moment forward, everything changed. But it it so wasn't little fun. did he know. They were doing it for him. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's actually a funny story, man. Just out there, downtown LA. I mean, I was just like, like, can uh, I get your number, girl? girl. Yeah, I was can literally, I, can I, I was like in front of like an abandoned furniture store. Like, I was like, this isn't the place <laughs> to meet women. I don't. <laughs> Did you ever follow up with her? Yeah, I was literally, actually- I, and and they show it. They show me like typing it in. But I remember I was being, I was so nervous. Like my thumb like wasn't hitting anything right, and I was just like, "Cool, I got it. Thanks, see ya." And I know I did. Four four seven six. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. great. Speaking of, actually, are you guys? Is, are any of you guys single? Are you guys all wifed up? Well, if it happened to be Zach is the only single yeah. one. I mean, he's oh, married. Okay. I have a. I've had a yeah, girlfriend so can- for over two years, and he is single. 
I'm, okay, ma- I'm married to the band. I'm married to my career. I'm married to the band. <laughs> married to the band. <laughs> you know what? You know what we've really realised is he's kind of like the single guy of our band. Yeah. He's we've the Mick Jagger. We've all we've all got like our personalities. You know, like really nailed down. Okay. All right. Well, there, there you go, lady. All you ladies, listen. Go give him. You know, <laughs> you might see him outside of an abandoned furniture. Ha- you know, furniture shop, yeah. and uh, he'll be the one asking. The number. Yeah. No, if but you everybody give him go. The number, he won't be able to type it in correctly. But <laughs> so make sure so you, you get you on the bachelorette. Actual message. Yeah. yeah. We'll get you on the bachelorette, man. We'll get you an audition. There we go. The, uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> awesome, guys. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on. That was a lot of fun. Everybody go check out Restless Road. We got a lot of new music coming out. And uh, Download the new song. Take one look at her mama. Heck yeah. Yeah, cool, guys. Well, awesome. I'm going to see you guys. Dude. We're going to see you guys soon. Thanks yeah, for having yeah, us, man. This was awesome. We're going to grab some drinks and yeah, hang out for sure. Absolutely. Man. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, and you guys are invited to any one of my shows anytime you want. Oh, yeah. We'll be there, don't, dude. Don't, don't tell us twice, man. We will be there. <laughs> I need another opportunity to throw out some roses. There you go, man. <laughs> See, and I remember like Eric came up to me during that show and he was like, Yo, Rest This Road is here. Can you like, you know, announce? And I was like, Listen, I barely know what I'm doing right now. There's no fucking way I can get on a mic right now and Dude, be like, you were, Rest you, This Road is here. That was lit, though. It really Thanks, was. It was, like, fun, it was a good yeah. time. Yeah, that was a good time. I'm yeah. glad Nikki drug all you guys out there. Yeah. yeah. And Martha, and y'all. Yeah. yeah, I was surprised to see Martha at the club. Oh, oh yeah. let me just tell you. She's a party animal. Martha, Martha gets animal. fun and turns into Marsha. Yeah, we call her Marsha. <laughs> They're two completely Marcia. different people, but yeah. maybe you'll get to meet her sometime. He was fun that night, though, I remember. It was a bit of a blur that night, but yeah, it was, it was fun. So we'll do it again soon, you guys. Cool. Yeah. All right. Peace out, buddy. All right. See you guys. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow our Instagram at Behind the Rose Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, comment, like, and give us all five of those damn stars. Behind the Rose is recorded on site at the world famous Grizzly Rose or wherever we happen to be. See you next time, Behind the Rose. All right, now's the time to tell you. Oh, yeah, we have something hilarious to tell you, and we're we're really sorry. Okay, have you ever seen this guy named Brew on TikTok? Brew on the radio. He's a radio host. So he does this thing where he picks these random words and then tries to say them on the radio show. So we picked three words for each of us to try to sneak in throughout <laughs> No this. way. I said scuttlebutt and yeah, I don't know if <laughs> you, you did. You did. Yeah, I, I remember being like, face. the fuck I was that? Face. <laughs> <laughs> like, did he just have a stroke? <laughs> he said serendipitous. And, and mine was betwixt. <laughs> yeah, he goes, betwixt the tour and the radio and like literally they're they're like hitting my leg right before you go, so are you guys getting back on, on tour? And I'm like, well, scuttlebutt has it that maybe, and I saw you, like you Twitched and then you yeah, twitched. Like, Y'all both were like, "What the hell?" <laughs> I was like, "That's Scuttle fucking bus. amazing." That's fucking amazing. <laughs> we're gonna make a TikTok and tell all of our fans and be like, "On this interview, like you guys go watch the podcast. We snuck in three words. See if you can figure out which like, ones." Moments are. before this call started, we were googling how to use scuttlebutt in a sentence. Yeah. <laughs> can I just say though, the moment that I said That's betwixt, like I could feel my heartbeat in <laughs> my head. Purple. My head, purple. like I could feel my heartbeat was beating so hard I could feel it in my head. I was like, "Oh." Oh my gosh, I'd, like to, I I'd like to just formally apologize for saying scuttlebutt uh, and being like, I, I, like I you guys maybe thought you wanted to be friends with us before. And then like, once I said that, you're like, this dude's weird as fuck. Like, oh I'm shit, so sorry. that was so funny. Cause I thought, I thought when you said betwixt, I just thought maybe you like, yeah, I had a for a second or something. But the scuttlebutt thing, I was like, maybe I don't know what that yeah. means. Maybe yeah. that's like, a, I don't know the definition. Of, that. of course they gave me like the weirdest one too. <laughs> that's fucking awesome.